to the first episode of the Empower Women series podcast of 2022. I cannot believe it is already the new year. And we thought what a better way to kick off the new year than have a conversation about movement and specifically why movement is important, why we need movement. So we invited Teresa Quinn to come and share some insights. Teresa has a passion for working with people to improve their health and has taught different fitness modalities for more than 35 years. She's a 500-hour registered yoga teacher and has been teaching yoga for over 10 years. You know, I thought this was a really great conversation because it reminded me that I don't need to have a full workout to really get the benefits of moving. If I have a busy day, I can go for a 15-20 minute walk around my block and still get some really great benefits, not only for my body, but for my mind. Before we jump into the episode, I do want to just plug our next two Empower Women series events. Just a reminder, the Empower Women series is always the second Tuesday of every month at noon. And then we have the podcast coming out a few days after. On February 8th, we are welcoming Karen Maris Call to talk about how to keep money issues from diminishing the joy of raising special needs children. So I think that'll be a really educational event. Looking forward to that. And then on March 8th, we have what parents and kids should be thinking about for college admissions. I know college admissions is top of mind for many of our clients, and so I'm excited to see what our speaker, Pam Vidaro, will have to say and the insights that she'll provide. So with that, let's hop right into the episode. So thank you. Teresa Quinn is joining us here from Ride the Wave Studio in Seabrook, New Hampshire. So thank you for joining us today, Teresa. It's a pleasure to be here and talk about we're ex- movement. We're excited to hear about it. Um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about movement. So I think just to kind of get going with uh, our listeners, just kind of give us high level why you think movement is so important. Moving your body every single day is imperative for a lasting, healthy life and quality of life. Okay. Some of us aren't, we don't realize just how great life can be um, until we start moving you know, movement increases the quality of our life. It makes us happier, makes us sharper, makes us more motivated. Movement encourages more movement. Same as laying around the house being sedentary encourages more sedentary. You know how hard it is sometimes to get up off the couch when you're watching a a TV show, right? So- You know, tiredness encourages tiredness. Movement encourages movement. You'll want to keep moving, right? Especially when you start seeing results physically. Um, I think, but mentally, you get the I think results. That's a that's a really that's a super good point. And I think you know you meant you mentioned like positive attitude. Um, you know, clarity is probably one of the key things. Um, you know, as we age, our balance, our strength, just being able to do like the basic common things like get out of a chair, do a flight of stairs, things like that, I bet. Yeah, to rush across the street or reach down and pick up the quarter that you just dropped. You know, there's people that are too young to not be able to scurry across the street or run up the steps in a hurry run across the, 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 the yard for something, you know, these are fundamental things that our body should be able to do until we're 90 or more. I mean, to be able to, to, to be 
uh, a little athletic is just important. You want to think young and stay young and be happy and, and have confidence and more self-esteem. I mean, I can't tell you how oh, great I feel about myself. Okay. I'm going to be uh, 56 years old in just a few days and okay. It bothers me. Yeah. That's I'm getting up there in age, but boy, <laughs> do I feel good at my age? Do I feel good that I feel this good at my age. I feel accomplished because I feel this good. And I'm only saying that not to boast, but to encourage that this is why we need to move. We want to feel, we deserve to feel great about ourselves. And you're going to feel great about yourself if you move. Talk a little bit about that. Like you, uh, you had mentioned, you know, when we, the more we move, the better we feel. So there's some like chemical thing going on, right? You toxins, endorphins. T- tell us a little bit about what movement does there. Movement, as I said, encourages movement. It, you know, it gets your blood flow. It makes your heart rate go. It makes your, you know, when fresh blood is going through your body, freshness, right? Doesn't that in itself make you feel better? A good sweat once in a while. And I'm only saying once in a while, I don't sweat that often. Um, when I was younger, I used to jump up and down and beat the heck out of myself exercising. Boy, those <laughs> days have passed. I'm not into that kind of um, that kind of movement, movement. anymore, right. you know. But exercise, in and itself, even if it's a casual walk around the block, is going to make you feel better. It's going to make you going to give you more energy. It's going to make you sleep better. We all know how hard sleep can be the older we get. Um, in a lot of times it's because we haven't exercised. We need to exercise a little bit to feel a little more tired. Get the body moving, move the sludge around, refresh everything, clear out the toxins, move the endorphins, right? Be happy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know a little bit about the energy bodies, but it is about energy moving throughout your body and our body loops. Everything is circular in our body. Our spine is round and circular. Energy circulates up the spine or down the spine. So, yeah, movement is imperative to sustain life, life force. The most important movement in our body is breathing. We breathe in and our chest and belly expand, right? So breath exercises can be pretty cleansing, pretty energetic. Just taking a deep breath in and holding it in and lifting up your arms and and then a long, long exhale out and sustain that emptiness for a moment. You know, those exercise of breath is imperative. Tell us about some other um, basic movements that we could be doing each day. So, you know, not everyone needs to go to a yoga studio or a gym or go on a run. We can do these things right in our home and our bedroom and our kitchen. So what are some of the basic movements that we should be doing each day? Yeah. So sometimes we don't have the time to go to the gym. We don't have that hour to spare. We don't have that membership. We're not, you know, at home, it is as simple as twisting out your spine, just standing up and twisting out your spine, just kind of going side, side, Uh, laying on your back and letting your knees flop over to one side and looking over in the other direction with your arms spread out. 
these are things you can do right at home. Go, go upside down when you're home. We all know what a downward facing dog is. You know, throw those hands down on the ground and step your feet back. Pedal through your knees. Feel the movement in your hips. You're upside down. All that fresh blood is coming into the organs from your hips. These are simple things. Five, 10 minutes out of your day when you are home to do movement is pretty easy. Really no excuse not to do it unless there is injury. And that's another subject. If you know, if you do have injury, talk to your physical therapist. Physical therapists, I think, are sold real short these days. They know a lot about why the body should be moving, how the body can move while they're injured. That's my go-to is my physical therapist. So this yeah, way, there's a will, there's a way to move. I don't want to move, my back hurts, or I don't want to move, I can't because my knee hurts. Those are valid excuses. But there's somebody out there that can tell you what you can do alongside or instead of this or that with your injury. Where there's a will, there is a way. And in your right. mind, you need to want to do these things because you have to. We have right. to. It's in the well, Bible. Our bodies were meant to move. <laughs> well, and especially, you know, I think this the past, you know, two years, more, many of us are home, we're remote, or we're sitting much longer. Um, we're stuck, you know, in, in places that we maybe don't want to be stuck in. So we're moving less. And you, you commented on the physical therapist. And, you know, personally, I started to have some hip pain and some knee pain. And I went to the right. physical therapist and part of it has been sitting, you know, you sit or sitting too much these days, we're not moving enough. And you're right, they do give you modifications and different exercises and ways to move more oh, that yeah. will help help those areas feel better and then strengthen them. So then ultimately that pain and those bad feelings go away. So I, yeah. I, I really do agree with that. Um, what about, yeah. you know, getting people like, how do people get started? You know, like it's, it's hard to get started. Like you're stuck in your rut. You're stuck in, yeah. you're not, you're stuck on the couch. You're stuck at your desk. How do you get mo motivated to get moving? So you're using the right word stuck. We get stuck. And when our body hasn't done anything, our body tells our mind we're stuck and our mind gets blocked. Well, what do I do? You know, we get, we get depressed when we're not moving. I mean, we get, don't we feel a little down on ourselves, right? right. So yep. stuck, to unstick yourself, you know, simple, just go outside, breathe in cold air and take a walk around the block and see how that gets you. See where that gets you. You know, some of us have treadmills and stairmasters in our house. I mean, turn the thing on and do it for 10 minutes, right? Unstick yourself that easily, that fundamentally. Just get up and go outside and walk around the block. See how you feel after that, right? And I know it sounds really simple, but we do get stuck. We get stuck mentally because we're maybe depressed and we don't even know it. But once you start moving, you realize, boy, this feels good. I'm going to go further or I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And it, it, it really, you know, sedentary promotes sedentary. Right. So unsticking ourselves can be just simple as getting up and going for a walk outside or going downstairs on the treadmill. That's what I did when I wasn't feeling good during COVID. I had um, slight 
COVID symptoms. So I was um, in the house, staying away from everybody. And I was getting stuck sitting around. So I went down in, and I walked my treadmill. I can't stand my treadmill. I don't like being in my basement on a treadmill. I'd rather be outside in any weather. So right. but I made myself do it. I was getting sad. I was getting depressed. I needed to right. move. You needed to move. And even yeah. if you don't have a treadmill, you can walk up and down your stairs. Or you can march in place. Or yes. Like, yes. You know, yes. you said you could tip, tip, hang upside down or sit yeah. on the floor and put your legs up against the wall and move. Just move. Move, move in any twist. Way. Twist right. your spine. You know, there's something our body does that we don't realize. Uh, some of us don't realize is when we're sitting and gravity and we get tired, our shoulders come down, our ribs come down toward our hips, and we kind of clamp down on the diaphragm and the belly, that physical posture promotes depression. And if, and if we're sitting like that long enough, we don't even realize we've done it because our muscles in the front of our body across our chest now have gotten tighter and smaller as our back muscles have gotten longer and looser. But if we right. can pick the shoulders up, stretch out that sternum, those muscles across your chest, that feel how that promotes a little more happiness. And they say in the yoga world that joy lives in the face, our facial muscles, there's over 50 muscles in our face. And that is where joy lives. So even if you are feeling sad, and tired and depressed, move your facial muscles around. Do it when you're by yourself. You're not going to do it in front of people anyways, right? Right. You move right. those muscles around. And if you put anything on the TV or the radio that might make you smile or make you laugh, your body picks up on that energy. Your body picks up on that energy of lifting your ribs up off of your hips. Your body picks up on the energy of you smiling. That uh, Zoom meeting we had just a little while ago really brought joy to me because I was laughing. I was smiling with people of like minds and it really made my day. And being thankful for something, that energy, your body, your physical body picks up on that energy. Right. So- yeah. And just as simple as like you just said, moving your face and smiling and pulling your shoulders back, moving your head a little bit. It's movement. It's movement in any in it's the simplest movement. form. It's all movement. So, yeah, uh, yeah I and love your that. body and your mind are connected and they feed off of one another. My mind will feed off of the fact that I've been, example, sitting here for so long and my ribs are down onto my hips and I'm rounding the back. My mind is feeding off of how my body is sitting right now, right? Right. But if I take a deep breath in and lift those hips, I'm arching my back, I'm looking up, you know, my body is feeding off of that now. My mind is feeding off of that now. Your body movement has everything to do with your state of mind. So right. do yourself a favor and move your body. Get up well, and go. If, one of our earlier listeners said that um, she does something as simple as when she brushes her teeth in the morning, she stands on one leg to practice like her balance and her posture. And, you know, she squeezes her stomach and, you know, pulls her core in and tightens up and balances. And when yeah. she first started, yeah. she said she was 60. And when she first started that, it was really hard. And now she's like mastered it. So I thought, you know, just something as simple as, changing up your daily routine and adding some sort of movement into it can be really beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Add something. It's, there's always something to do. What, 
walk down the street, even if it's just going outside and getting your mail down at the end of the side of the, the driveway. That's something that's fresh air you've breathed in. Right. Right. You've taken a little bit of a walk. You've got your mail. And so, yeah. Something it, is anything, honestly, you know, right. one of my favorites once in a while I like to do is I will put a pillow on the ground, lay flat on my back and let that pillow be underneath my lower back so that my ribs are really stretched up away from my front hip points. That back bend, that, that initiated back bend in that supported back bend, and I relax into it, that promotes energy and uh, happiness. Okay, back bending practices, back bending yoga practices promote energy. I don't encourage anyone to do a back bending practice at night because you're going to have, it's like having a cup of coffee at night. So, you know, there's body movements that'll get you going every day um, that will promote energy and happiness through your day. Um, yeah. Very important. Right. Right. Yeah. What about, um, so I know you've been teaching yoga for 30 something years. It's amazing. I've personally taken your classes. I love them. Um, but how do people get, if they were interested in getting involved in yoga, like what, you know, there's all different types of yoga. What are the different, I guess, from beginner types, you know, maybe slower, gentler movement to more right. active movement. What are some of those things that you can tell us a little bit about for our listeners? Sure. So I, I have to say, I would love to take the credit being a teacher for 35 years, but I've only been teaching for about 10 years. <laughs> I've been teaching, training people in the fitness industry, promoting movement in whatever genre at that time in the 80s and the 90s and um, for, for, for that many years. But in yoga, um, well, there's a lot of different kind of yoga, power yoga for the athlete, you know, but then there's gentle yoga for anybody. I have people that come to my gentle yoga classes that are athletes. They just want to quiet their mind, but there are different kind of yoga, uh, uh, yoga practices that we can do um, to help us in anything that's happening in our life. There's yin yoga where we hold we hold a pose for about five minutes. Yin yoga is done cold, meaning we don't warm up and then go into a go into a pose. We come in our room on our mat. We sit down on our mat. And from there, we do poses. And there's energizing poses, one of which put a pillow under your lower back, lay on your back. Right. Um, that we do because we're moving now the fascia in our body. So fascia is something like generally like a sheet that's around our body, much like our skin covering all of our muscles. And we don't actually stretch the muscles. We stretch the fascia around our muscles. So yin yoga in particular is a type of yoga that stretches the fascia. And, and it releases chemicals in our body, in our energy bodies, promotes energy, promotes happiness, lots of things that um, yin yoga can help in injuries, depending on the injury. Um, hmm. There's uh, yoga nidra, which is much more in the mind. It's your meditative, yoga is meditative movement. Power yoga is meditative movement, only you're working 
aggressively. I don't want to say fast because in our Western world, we lose the concept of what we, what yoga is really about. Yoga is yoking our mind with our body through breath. And too often I see with yoga classes, they're moving way too fast. People aren't breathing as fast as they're moving. So it's, it's a little more athletic, which is fine. It serves a purpose, I'm sure. But you, depending on what you're looking for in yoga, different yogas promote different types of breath work. Uh, okay. Yin, we just breathe calmly, fully throughout the class. Uh, yoga Nidra, heart rate is a lot more lower and it's a lot more mindful, a lot more meditative. We scan through the body and we relax and release a little bit more than we would in yin. And then there's Ashtanga yoga, another example, which is something that I uh, is my favorite. It's breath and movement. I link breath with the movement and it's a little more athletic. I like it to be anyways. My Saturday morning classes um, are a little more athletic. It's Ashtanga and I move slow, but we move fully and we breathe fully. So our lungs and all the organs are moving along with our body parts, no matter what pose you're going into, it is all initiated from the core of our body, from our organs. We move from our organs. We want to learn to move from our organs. It's much more efficient, right? Does yep. that answer? That makes sense. What about the hot, the hot yoga? People talk about this hot oh, yoga. Okay. So hot yoga, Bikram, they call it Bikram yoga is 26 poses done two times. And you start off doing uh, the standing ones and then they end it doing the lay down ones. I okay. personally don't love Bikram yoga. I don't like that kind of heat. Maybe it's an age thing for me. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're um, you don't warm up and move the body like in sun salutations or, or primarily to warm up the body, which is what right. we do in, um, in other kinds of yoga, like the Ashtanga, Hatha yoga. Um, but in the Bikram, you do 26 poses and it, it releases it, you get into the fascia like you do your uh, yin, of course, everything, every type of yoga pretty much not every type gets into the uh, fascia, but that hot yoga is it's, it's great. I mean, you move all the major muscle groups, all your major joints, you move your organs. If you like the heat, then I encourage you to try hot yoga. Most okay. people, they love the heat. Okay. Well, um, before we close, is there anything else that you want our listeners to think about for movement or anything else that you want to make sure that they're aware of? Um, I would like to share with you that yoga is as important as brushing your teeth. Moving your body is important, as important as we wake up, we wash our face, we brush our teeth. Sometimes we take a shower first thing in the morning, you know, moving our body is more important than any of that. It encourages good health and maybe setting goals for yourself in the new year would be some self-serving, some self-serving goals, such as 
more self-respect, more self-love, self-caring, time for yourself. It's okay to kick your feet up. It's okay to sleep in a little longer. Take care of ourselves. It's a birthright. Right. Well, thank you, Teresa. This was great. I I'm sure all of our listeners will absolutely love learning more about movement. Hopefully they'll get moving. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Join us every second Tuesday of the month to hear our talks. Each event covers a new topic. Sometimes it's money related and other times it's not. We have speakers ranging from health and wellness to financial planning, taxes, and so much more. The Empower Women series was created by Lexington Wealth Management to offer a space for women to come together and feel supported by one another in a safe, judgment-free environment. When we share our experiences and knowledge, we are able to learn from each other. Our mission is to empower women and girls from all walks of life to speak up, ask questions, and learn. We have seen firsthand the impact that our discussions around life and money have had on women. And with the Empower Women series and the Empower Women series podcast, we hope to reach and help so many more. Lexington Wealth Management is a team of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with SEC. All securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is risk-free and there is no guarantee that the investment process described herein will be profitable. Investors, investors may lose all of their investments. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. In preparing these materials, we have relied upon and assumed without independent verification the accuracy and completeness of all information available from public and internal sources. Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to their accuracy or completeness, or for statements or errors contained or in omissions from them. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the author and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Third-party links and references are provided solely to share social, cultural, and educational information. Any reference in this post to any person or organization or activities, products, or services related to such person or organization or any linkages from this post to the website of another party do not constitute or imply endorsement, recommendation, or favoring of Lexington Wealth Management or Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates, employees, or contractors acting on its behalf. Hightower Advisors LLC does not guarantee the accuracy or safety of any link site. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions. Copyright 2021 Hightower.